Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And after a week off, we are back with Mikey, Jeff, and I reviewing UFC 292, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. I will be in attendance in Boston, Massachusetts on Saturday. I cannot wait. I have diarrhea right now. This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get into this. Um, I'm very excited to talk about all these fights. And yeah, let's let's get into it with the first fight. The main event, Sugar Sean O'Malley is challenging Aljo Sterling for the Bantamweight Championship. I cannot wait. I, I, I do think Aljo's going to win. I'm just going to put it here, um, unfortunately. But, I mean, what you never you, know. Commie? I'm not a commie, but I uh, I haven't seen Aljo. <laughs> like, he's just too good right now. And Sugar Sean showed off great takedown defense, especially in that Piotr Jan fight. Um, and I was impressed with his stamina. Yeah, that's true. Um, that that being said, Aljo has just been able to wear down every single opponent. And I mean, I'm going to be booing the fuck out of Aljo. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very in the corner of Sean, but I do not think he's going to be able to get it done. We can start with uh, Jeff here. Do you think Sugar Sean can get it done? Um, yes. Does a bear oh, shit in the right. woods? I mean, come <laughs> I'll on. I'll tell you what. I've been shitting everywhere. I don't. I don't know where bears. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you won't catch me dead. Not. Taking Sugar Sean by knockout. I mean, he, I, I, this is definitely one that I'm betting with my heart 110% on. But I see Sean at a big dog. I mean, he had, we really haven't seen his grappling tested at all. So it could be great. It could be great. I mean, we haven't seen it tested enough. To the point where I, I, I think I think he has a chance. And for the money, fuck it, I'm taking him. Why not? Sean oh. O'Malley in Boston, why not? I'm placing Do a I bet look on like it. a commie bastard. I'm placing a bet on it, but I'm giving I'm being a bitch and I'm giving my pick out because I need the numbers, dude. I need to get back. I need to get these numbers up. Yeah, fucking um. number. <laughs> Take shots. Yes. All right. Mikey, how are you feeling about this fight? Um, I'm with you, Max. I, I completely agree that when Sugar becomes a champ, he'll be a good champ for the UFC. He'll bring a good invigoration of fans back, and he'll be entertaining as it gets, but I just I don't think it's going to be Saturday. I I think this is just a piss-poor matchup for Sugar all around. I don't I don't think the guy to beat for him for the belt is Aljamain. Aljamain's like a quirky, long, kind of weird striker on the feet. Yeah, but he's, he's not longer than Sean. Yeah, but still, he's still a bitch to handle on the feet. And I know what you're saying. Yes, maybe, maybe his grappling hasn't been tested. Maybe maybe it's great. Who knows? I just know from what I saw in the Piotr fight, I did not think that afterwards. I saw a lot of cage grabbing. I saw a lot of Herzog swatting at his hand. Not saying, I mean, that's only one match. So not saying that determines how he is as a grappler all around. But that's what I saw in that fight. If you if Piotr's doing that to him, I can't imagine what Aljamain's going to do to him. And I just have to i have to boil it down to past performances. If you're going to look at anything, I mean, it's kind of what you have to do when you're boiling down your analysis on any sport. I mean, Sugar beat – he went to war with Piotr, came out on top, split decision. I picked Pedro Munoz, and before that, be three guys who aren't even in the fucking UFC anymore. So – I'm weighing that with Aljamain, who potentially, if he beats Sugar Gearedown's best bantamweight of all time, I got to rock with Aljamain going into this one. 
boys, I cannot, I can't think of a um a fighter who's going to be more hated by a crowd than Aljo in this Boston crowd. A New Yorker going against an Irishman named Sugar Sean O'Malley in Boston. It's gonna be it's gonna be ruthless, and I'm hoping the crowd stays tame. Um, but I mean, I know we won't. But I'm yeah, hoping there's New the Yorker, drunk motherfuckers. That's what the Boston crowd. Yeah, I mean, get out of here. Yeah, I'm hoping they keep it clean. I'm hoping they keep it clean. I'm really hoping it's a fucking fantastic matchup too. I think it's gonna be something quirky, weird is gonna fucking happen. That's for sure. I, I'm with these you guys there. fight so weird. All right, let's go down to the co-main event. Zhang Wei Li versus Amanda Lemos. I'm rocking with my girl Zhang, dude. I think she's at the peak of her powers. I know Amanda Lemos has looked really solid the last couple of fights. Um, and I mean, mo- mo- most of her career in general. Um, I was say she just got fucking choked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, true. She did. She, I mean, it's been a bit. I mean, she beat Marina Rodriguez via KO, and then she beat Michelle Watson Gomez via submission. She hasn't been choked out since that. Um. I guess it's been a. When are you talking about? Because it's been at least a couple of years, um, since she lost. When did Andrade choke her out? Like pre twenty seventeen. No what what wait what's going on? Here? I can't find it. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. She lost to Leslie Smith by KO in 2017. 2019, she beat Miranda Granger via submission. 2020, she beat Mizuki Inoue via decision. Brother, 2022, she got choked out round one, standing arm triangle. I know for a fact. Oh, whoops. I hit. <laughs> You're right. 2022, submission, round one, 313. But she I was did about have. To say, I will never forget that one, dude. She dropped True. like a fucking bag of biscuits, dude. But she does have the win over Michelle Washington Gomez and the knockout win over Marina Rodriguez after that. Um, and then obviously, she's taking on Zhang now. That being said, she is 36, and Zhang Weili is. While Zhang Weili is only 34, she looks to be at the peak of her powers. And with Andraj, I mean, Andraj is that power puncher. puncher. Uh, Andraj obviously not as athletic and as all around solid as Zhang. However, she clearly could give Lamos problems being that power puncher, and Zhang brings that power punching in spades as well as a more all-around game. So I'm picking my girl Zhang here, one of my all-time favorite female fighters, along with uh, Rose and Aaron Blanche. Or not Rose, what am I talking about? Uh, Joanna Junjacek and Aaron Blanchfield. Okay, so, Pat Barry, cool down. Hey, hey, <laughs> you're the one that looks like him. All right, yeah, we'll okay. start with you, Mike. We'll start with you, Mike. What is your uh, pick for this fight? Uh, I had Zhang for almost the exact same reasons. I literally had it written down. It'll be a very... Uh, Jessica Andrade reminiscent type of fight for her. It should be at least power striking, should be able to get her up against the fence and literally, quite literally just use physical strength to maintain the pace of this fight and edge out a win. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she finishes her at some point. I don't think Lamos is ready for this test. Zhang looks amazing. I mean, this is like splitting hairs with who's a better striker. Maybe Zhang is slightly, but I think all the intangibles and everything in between is just going to make it way too overwhelming for Lamos. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, I'm rocking with I'm I'm going the same as you guys. I'm rocking with Zang. I mean, just like y'all said, all the intangibles. I think Zang's a little bit younger. It's just a little bit quicker. It she does everything just a tad bit better. I feel like give me Zang. Okay, next fight. Ian Gary versus Neil Magny. Um. 
So if this fight was Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal, I actually do think I would take Jeff Neal because we've seen Ian Gary uh, get dropped before. Um, obviously against Ken and Song, he got dropped like pretty heartily. And although he went on and was dominating the rest of that fight, he did clearly get dropped. And then D-Rod had some moments in that fight, although he did get knocked out two minutes into round one. But he did land one or two punches on the chin um, for Ian Gary, literally one or two. But um, I do think that Ian Gary has shown in his past fights that he is able to get touched at points. And if he was facing Jeff Neal, especially after we saw what Jeff Neal was able to do against Shavkat, um, who I think is a better prospect than Ian Gary, I mean, I would have picked Jeff Neal, but he's taken on Neil Magny, who, I mean, we've talked about Neil Magny a million times on the show. He is very um, solid, very solid gatekeeper in this division. But tired, though. Yeah, he yeah. He fucking bores he works. you out watching, yeah. dude. Yes, and I, uh, I, I know that Ian Gary's been training with Phil Rowe, who is basically Neil Magny as well. Um and I think Ian Gary can get through this test because he is a very dynamic fighter. And although I think Jeff Neal would have given him trouble, I do think he will be able to beat Neil Magny. Dude. So we can start with you, Jeff. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm fucking, I'm so scared. This has all the fucking makings of literally Patty Finlett versus fucking Jordan Love, or not Jordan Love, fucking Jordan Go- Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon, dude. Like, literally, it has the makings to be identical. Yeah. An identical fight. That's actually a good call. Bill Magny, he fucking, he, he will make it a fucking nut-sniffing fucking clench fest. <laughs> fucking, dude, he, <laughs> he might be stronger than Rufalin. Uh, fucking Rufus <laughs> for putting motherfuckers out, dude. Neil Magny yeah. fights, dog. That shit. When it hits the fucking main card at fucking 12 o'clock at night, I'm snoozing, dude. Fucking blows my shit. Every card. Yeah. It's just an instant clinch fest. And I'm so scared he's going to do that to Ian Gary. Because I fucking love Ian Gary. How can you not? And I feel like it's it's literally going to be the same exact thing as that fight. I mean, the crowd, it's obviously going to have an influence on the fucking, on the judges if it goes to a decision. Oh, yeah. And Ian Gary he's definitely going to be the one that the crowd's root before. Let's, let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's because he's Irish. It's because he's Irish. Yeah, Give yeah, yeah. Because he's Irish. Hey, no, yeah. it is because he's Irish. Give us a break here. Um, <laughs> They're going to be rooting for him. And yeah, I can't wait. What is your uh pick here, Mike? See, I actually kind of had it the other way. I thought, you know, Maggie's style might fuck him a little bit. Because while, yes, the grappling could clearly have an advantage, when he likes to strike, he does it from a distance. And striking with Ian Gary from a distance is not a recipe for success. And I think where he'll find trouble is actually finding the takedowns to fucking get his grappling implemented. Ian Gary's just a super creative striker. Finding an entry to take him down is going to be a motherfucker. He's way younger, looking way better right now. I don't remember really being blown away with a Neil Magny performance any time of late. That fucking D-Rod performance he and Gary put on against him blew me the fuck away. It just, it literally took my fucking breath away. I was like, holy shit, I expected it to be a barroom brawl, and it only went two minutes. So, for all those reasons, I'm riding with Ian Gary. All right. Ian Gary across the board here. Uh, let's get next to the next fight, which is kind of a weird fight. I feel like Marlon Vera and Pedro Munoz should be next, but it's actually... Damon Blackshear coming off of his twister win yeah. last week, taking on Mario Bautista. Um, 
this one is going to be a really good fight. I'm actually super excited for this one. Uh, I'm hoping that the grappling of both guys cancels out and they strike. That being said, though, this is one of those fun grappling matches because these guys are very, uh, they're just very unique on the ground. So either way, it's going to be a fun fight. Um, we can start with you on this one, Mikey. Who do you think is going to win this one? Yeah, I think the exact same thing. I think both their grappling and wrestling is pretty equivalent. They both like to rely on it heavy. So I would imagine where the difference will be made, because I, I would imagine this is going to go to a decision, will be made on the feet. And Mario Batista is just it's a little more creative. He's a little, I would just say, overall better striker. So I think he'll be able to edge out decision win. And I think the only reason this is so high is because it's supposed to be Garbrandt. So I guess yeah. that's why it's still so high. Even then, though, I mean, Cheeto is a bigger draw than Garbrandt at this moment garbrandt's pretty washed yeah. dude pedro's pedro beat garbrandt yeah 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 pedro yeah <laughs> what is your uh pick on this one jeff uh uh dude i really don't know how to fucking pick this one honestly i mean sure mario was like definitely got the striking advantage i feel like but fighting a grappler heavy like this on short notice is just like the worst idea always so i i really don't know fucking give me demon black sure i love twisters how can i not pick him i'm i'm with you there I think i'm it, picking demon i think it'll be interesting to see who holds up better in the third round if it makes it there i think that's where the money would be made someone's gonna fucking find their win yeah i i think that's a good point there it's gonna be about the gas tank um i don't know if Damon Blackshear coming in on short notice like this with fighting last week is good or bad for him. Um, he really didn't take much damage at all, really, against Jose Johnson. He beat him in three minutes. Um, and I think maybe he'll have to cut less weight. So maybe the weight cut will be easier. I'm going to pick with go with Damon because I think he has some momentum coming in. And it is short notice for Mario Bautista, as Jeff mentioned, which is really hard to... Uh, matchup against a guy like Damon Blackshear. Um, I'm really excited for this fight. I think this is one that uh, people are going to be talking about it after it happens because there's going to be something interesting that happens. And I can see this either, even if it goes to a decision, being one of those really fun to watch fights um, no matter what happens. So let's go now to Cheeto Vera versus Pedro Munoz. I'm just going to give this one to Jeff. Go ahead and do your thing, buddy. Come on. You know what time it is. It's fucking Cheeto time. Stay lock. Is that your lock of the night? Does a bear shit in the woods? Of course it's fucking my lock of the night. <laughs> Come on. I mean, right. Pedro, he, he makes his money, you know, going the distance. Kind, kind of trying to trying to point out someone, trying to outpoint someone. You know, he kind of works in and out of distance well. But I... Stay... I, 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 don't, I don't see him not getting caught by Cheeto, man. I mean, it's going to be Cheeto by third round knockout. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it it's it's just got it's got it written on the fucking walls, brother. I mean, it's got it's literally the perfect makings for Cheeto. This is exactly what he needs to bounce back. He needs All a right. fighter just like Pedro Munoz, who's going to bring it to him, who's going to stay in his range that he wants to stay in. This is the perfect storm for Cheeto. It's Cheeto by third round knockout. His bread and butter. Come on now. Also, this crowd is going to fucking love Cheeto, especially in a legal weed state. Get out of here, dude. They're going to be throwing <laughs> weed at him. 
phenomenal. I yeah, they're gonna be chucking wait. buds at him. Um, all right, Mikey, what's your pick for this one? I really hate to be that guy. I think it's a fucking yeah, nightmare matchup. I'm with you. I'm with you, Mike. I think it's a nightmarish matchup. No one has found Pedro Munoz has fought the top dogs in the division, and no one has found his chin yet. I cannot see how Cheeto is going to do it in a three rounder. I just, oh I'm not, not seeing it at all. Like, Cheeto has not, I get it. He had a streak. He hasn't impressed me all that much the last couple years. He was getting beat pretty bad by Font before he edged out the win. I think there's a lot of guys he can beat at the top of the Bantamweight division. And maybe he will edge this one out, but I don't think Munoz is a good matchup for him whatsoever. Munoz, like you kind of pointed out. I know, but like you pointed out, they both managed the distance well. He has never been finished throughout his whole career. I don't – like, Cheeto's avenue is finishing. He's not. I didn't know you all hated hated Sugar and Cheeto like this. I I don't hate either of them. I just think they're both bad matchups. (laughs) Yeah, Max, I I, know. I'm not saying oh, I picked I him. I'm just saying I think this is a not- hey, hey, I'm just saying this is a nightmare matchup. I didn't say I'm I'm not picking Cheeto. I'm not a, it is at all. I'm not a hater on either. I just I don't think it's a good matchup. I don't think Cheeto knockout artist fighting someone who's never been knocked out in a three round fight is a good matchup. Yeah, Could but, he edge it out? Sure. But who has he knocked out that's like n- n- notorious for getting knocked out? None of them. Dom the Cruz isn't really. None of them are. Yeah, but Dom's how old? He's announcing right now. Yeah, yeah Dom was pretty still, old. I, and that was like I, the perfect I, kick. And the last one before that was Frankie Edgar. And how old was he when he fought? That was 2021. Was 2021. Frankie Edgar had right. to have been like 40. All right, All right. that's fair. <laughs> and and maybe he'll edge it out. I'm not definitively saying Munoz win. I think this is splitting hairs. But I don't think it's a good matchup at all. I'm going to pick Cheeto just because... I think uh, he kind of realizes his back's against the wall here. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to hear that he hates Cheeto. That's why. <laughs> no, that's not why. I I think it's a bad matchup. I do. I'm with you on on this one, Mikey. I'm in this uh, card. I'm looking for the intangibles, boys, and I think that Cheeto is going to ha- realize that his back's kind of against the wall here, and he wants to remain a top contender. He's on a little bit of a skid. Um, he needs something to get going here, and a loss to Pedro Munoz would really not be good for him. And he needs this win really, really badly. Um, and I think that's going to bring something out of him. I do think maybe we'll see a little bit more of an aggressive Cheetah. And of so course, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of Sean and Cheetah. I love Marab and Sandhagen, of course. Like, it's just hey, natural I love for Sandhagen me to too. pick against him, too. I'm a Sandhagen guy more than a Cheeto guy, for sure. So, yeah, so it's, it's natural for me. Yeah, true. All right. Let's go down to the next fight on the card, which is Chris Weidman making his return versus Brad Tavares. Um, this one is I'm this is one of the f- fights on the card that I am most excited for. Obviously, being a Chris Weidman fan, uh, getting to see him fight again is going to be really awesome, and getting to see it in person, I am beyond excited for. Um, he comes in at 39 years old. He hasn't fought since 2021, where he got knocked out by Uriah Hall. That's when uh, his fucking leg snapped in half. Yeah, exactly. So he said he's gonna throw he's gonna go out and throw leg kicks. I don't know if I really like that game plan, but I am very excited to watch him fight in person. We can start with you, Mikey. Who are you picking? Brad Tavares or Chris Weidman? 
This is another one I think has ugly written all over it. <laughs> I think it has bad written all over it, dude. Yeah. Weidman's been off for two years, like Jeff said. Last fight was a leg snap, and he got knocked out fighting a guy in Tavares who could probably literally punch through a truck if he wanted to. I think this has got bad news bears written all over it for Weidman. I hope not. I, I hope he can edge out the win, but I, I don't like this matchup at all. I don't like when they match up these older guys with a guy who can literally knock your head off your shoulders. I, I don't like that at all, and I don't know why they keep doing that. Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, Weidman's going to have to grapple if he wants to win this one. And, I mean, like you said, he's 40 years old with a fucking steel rod in his hanky. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to be able to grapple that well. I I don't know why. I just have a hitch that he, he might, not be, might not be top-tier grappler at this point. And I think he's been off for literally almost two years, or like a year yeah. and yeah, no, no, something. no, it's yeah, twenty twenty one. I so I remember, yeah. dude. I keep having a memory pop up on my fucking Snapchat whenever that happens of me and my friends <laughs> go, "What the?" <laughs> That's I was I had the same reaction when Connor broke his leg. Um, okay, yeah, I'm picking uh Tavares here as well, unfortunately, because I am a Weidman fan, but. All the reasons you guys said this is I hate when they do this. It's unnecessary. Um, okay. Next fight, Robocop is taking on Dennis Tulin. Obviously, Robocop got knocked out pretty badly um a while ago. That was on the uh what's it called? Fight the fight that um what's his face? Glover um <laughs> lost to um the other guy, Jamal. And so that was <laughs> a great way. <laughs> Yeah, Holy Jesus! I had a brain when Jamal Hill won the belt, Holy yeah, there you go. Took me a minute. Took me a minute, boys. Yeah. He spells it J A M A H L. Which, first off, I love Jamal. Yeah, that's because... what fucked you up. <laughs> no, I wasn't even looking at anything. Too, I was trying to do that from straight memory. Uh, I was very drunk for that, so that is a part of it. Um, Jamal Hill, I'm loving him right now. I've I've liked him for a long time, but especially. Now, where he's calling out Ariel on his fucking bullshit. I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. I love that guys are starting Dude, to fucking oh, no, call I out. I think Ariel's right. Right about what? Uh, Jamal's kind of bitch. Oh, man. Oh, dude, man. Jamal to... has been bitching the whole time, dude. I've dude, Ariel's such a little shit, sir. Dude, that Ariel's Wait, usually he, pretty he... right about everything he says. And I'm not just trying yeah, to dick ride him or anything. He's... He's, he's usually right. That's the problem. He's always right, but he's he's like too right. <laughs> he's a problem. little shit stirred, dude. I you can't sit there. Yeah, but he instigates like fights between the fighters. Come on. Man. I know it's just annoying. It's just a classic aerial quote. Come on, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry you're siding him after his uh, his view on the Drickus Izzy thing. I thought you'd be very anti. Uh, no, because because I think he's very honest. The thing I like about Ariel is he always seems like himself. He's just honest and truthful about shit, about how he feels about shit. He doesn't really yeah. try to put on a front. Like he asks fighters uncomfortable ass questions on this thing all the time, which I yeah. think is kind of good for them to do because it's not just the same old thing all the time. I've always liked Ariel. You know, I love Ariel after the Patty the Batty thing. I was Team Ariel the whole time. True. I do. I like him, but then he just has some moments where I'm like, fuck, he annoys me so much, but he's the best. Like, you can't deny he is the best. And he is obviously a huge influence on this podcast. I mean, he is the first and the best. So um, you can't hate on him. I listen to his episodes every week, but he drives me nuts sometimes because he does this little 
I think it's bullshit sometimes. Some of the shit that he does, where it's yeah, like he, he he just has weird little beef. <laughs> yeah, he has like little things, and it's like I don't know. It's nothing against him. It's just he has some shit that drives me he nuts. Has more I don't of even a know personality what personality than any other fucking like journalist yeah. in this. The schmo doesn't fuck with him either. The schmo, did you see that interview? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one right. thing I love too about Ariel is that that motherfucker Dana just deflects on him all the time. Yeah, dude, I Dana's fucking, a bitch to Ariel. Fuck. That. I love that dude because it's all just insecurities from yourself. Yeah, that's all it is. Like he feels like a fucking idiot constantly, so he deflects it on him. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, so G Rod versus Dennis Tulin. Um, obviously, G Rod got knocked out. Park Jun Young, who weirdly is very good now. At <laughs> least like the slow turtle, but he's got a couple of wins in the row. He's looking nice. Um, he obviously submitted Dennis Hill, and these are two guys who need a win. Um, I'm picking G Rod. I love him. I just he's just such a fun fighter to watch. Uh <laughs> and they got those new rules in there, which would have fixed his uh cut. I, I forget exactly what the new rule was, but they used I don't think example. it would have fixed his fucking no, cut. It, it wouldn't have fixed his cut, but it would have been like True, that's true. What do you uh, mean? Yeah, that's a good point. This it would have uh, cut all time. It would have helped something. Yeah, about it would have fixed it. Fucking putting Vaseline over a fucking. What's the new rule? They could stitch him between rounds. I forget what the new rule was, but I think it would have given him time or some shit. They could put know. a dam between the fucking. Build <laughs> <laughs> the Hoover Dam in between everything. Yeah. All right, we can start with you, Jeff. Are you picking uh, Robocop or are you picking Dennis Tulin? Yeah, I, I mean, I love Robocop, but. Honestly, I don't think he he's going to survive Dennis's power. Like you said, he had a fucking third eye that fight, and he just got knocked out last fight. <laughs> he has he he puts his chin out there, and for being a pretty damn good grappler, he doesn't grapple enough for me to be comfortable taking him in this fight. I'm rocking out with Dennis. All right, Mikey, who are you picking this one? I'm gonna. I'm agreeing a million percent with Jeff, but I'm gonna take Robocops in the hope that he does grapple. It's, it's like a long shot hope pick, like holding on by threads. I really hope he implements his grappling, and I hope he doesn't hang his chin out. And it because if he if he doesn't, he easily wins. He's clearly the more talented fighter, I would say, out of these two. But if he'll do it, who knows? Like, is it starting get, to get to a point where you're questioning his fight IQ? I would say yes. So. I'm I'm picking him, but it's not not a confident one. Next fight, our first ever interview. Somehow, Andre Petrovsky uh, is taking on Gerald Mearshart in the Grappler's Delight. This is my prelim pick of the night. This is going to be such an interesting fight. Um, both these guys are legends. Well, Andre Petrovsky's not a legend yet, but he's going to be a legend. He's a fucking awesome fighter. He's a great up and comer. I do think people are scared of fighting him. Uh, it seems like people are starting to duck him oh, a little nipple. bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Calling it. Bo Nichols ducking him. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, dude. I think I think we gotta get Petrosky on here again and ask him why Bo Nichols ducking him. I mean, we know why, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to start that beef. But yeah, um Andre Petrosky, the fucking legend. You know I'm gonna be sitting there screaming for him. Um and yeah, I want him to win. I think he can do it against Shield Mearshart. Um he is an animal and there's something different about him, you can just tell. Uh and we'll start with the guy who got him. Got us, Andre Petrosky on the pod, old Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, come on now. I've said it a couple of times this fucking this pod, but come on now. You already know who I'm fucking rocking with. It's Andre Petrosky. I mean, this is gonna be a grappler's fucking delight. This fight's gonna be phenomenal. Can't and, wait. 
I mean, Andre's already said it's going to end by fucking submission, no doubt. Give me Andre Petrovsky, first round submission. Might as well throw out another lock for you. Another one. Fucking cash it in. Take it to the bank. I mean, he's going to fucking... We've seen Mirror Shark getting some bad bad positions as of late. I mean, getting knocked out a couple times, getting subbed a couple times. I don't see him surviving Petrovsky. I mean, he just... I hate to say... JM3 is a fucking stepping stone for every fucking good middleweight prospect, I feel like. And Petrovsky is another one taking a step on that stepping stone. Yes, I can't wait. I'm with you there. Mikey, who are you picking? Uh, I agree a million and ten percent with Jeff was just said. Like the the difference in this fight for me, Jeff already kind of wrapped it up, was gonna be the defense for Mearshard. I think it's just gonna be lackluster as it has been of late. Petrovsky's gonna be too strong and Mearshart's been getting finished by sub a lot, too. So he's been obviously leaving himself open. Petrovsky finishes by sub. And I wouldn't give a flying fuck if Sean Brady was fighting John Jones. I am never, ever picking against anyone from Hoist Gracie's Philly gym. <laughs> ever. I told Hell Jeff no. that when it was just me and him on there. I'm never picking against any of these guys from Philly. I don't give a flying fuck who it is. So, obviously, I'm picking Petrovsky. If Joe Pfeiffer was fighting fucking Brock Lesnar, I would pick Joe Pfeiffer. Be Joe Pfeiffer. BB <laughs> Joe Piper. All right, good pick. Um, I would have thought that was your night cool fight of the night, is it not? Oh wait, the next one is totally right. I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm doing it on the fly. I don't no. getting choked unconscious. All right, let's go to the next one. Korean Silva versus um, hold on, uh, Mariana Moros. I'm picking Korean Silva, dude. She's a fucking killer, and um. She is submitting everyone. I know she has a couple of losses on her record, but she's still an absolute killer. Um, I'm very excited to see her in person as well. Obviously, she has a submission win over Ketlin Souza. She also um, has had a couple of fights missed. Uh, That was her first intro to the UFC. She was a hyped prospect coming up, and I cannot wait to watch her fight. I think she gets it done quickly. Um, She has a 1 minute 45 second round one submission over Ketlin Souza, I think she can get it around that time again. So I'm picking her. Uh, we can start with you, Mikey. Are you picking Corinne Silva? Uh, yeah, I am. And I, I'm actually kind of jealous, Max. So I think it'd be wildly interesting, especially to watch her shit in person to see what. Um, sorry, I'm fucking blanking on her name. Corinne Silva? Who she's fighting. Oh, uh, yeah. Meyer no, who she's Morose? fighting. Yeah, Mar- Mariana. Yeah, Mar- Mar- it'll be wildly interesting to see what Morose does game plan wise coming into this fight. Like as soon as the bell goes off, because I don't know how you game plan for a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist of that caliber. But good fucking luck. Like it's just going to be wildly interesting to see. I doubt her BJJ defense holds up. I would definitely think Silva by round one or two. But who knows? She could come in with a with a game plan that shocks the world. But I'm not seeing it. Jefferson. Je- Yep, I'm rounding it out. I'm taking Kareem Silva, no doubt. I mean, it, it's. I feel like in some most of these women prelims, more than men, like the men's fights, you really got to go off their last, like, few and, like, really got to take into account, like, who's on the up and up and who's on their way out because I feel like it's it's a little, little more stepping stone-ish in the women's MMA, especially when it gets down into like the early prelim fights, 
and this is definitely one of them. I feel like Green Silva, she's definitely on her way up. Moros is coming off a real bad loss. I, I think you got to rock out with Silva in this. Yeah. All right. That's going to round it out for our picks. I am so fucking excited. I think we're going to record Sunday. Is Sunday good for you guys? Because we, I want to get this live reaction fucking pod out ASAP because I'm going to be so hype. I'm going to be in Boston, um, obviously, for the entire card. I'm also going to be going to Seapoint, the bar afterwards. Uh, I've heard that's Dana White's favorite bar, and that he's probably going to be there. So if you're an Uppercut fan or a listener or whatever, and you want to meet up, just I'll be at Seapoint Bar. You'll see me being very drunk there. So I can't wait to fucking party and enjoy this card uh, and review it with you guys later. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back, obviously, on Sunday to review this card. And peace. We'll be right back.